It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Yahoo! Welcome to the big show, everybody. Good to see you here. Today, we're going to talk about the Taxi Road Rally Convention for 2021. Will it be live or will it be virtual? The big reveal. You're going to find out today. Hang on, let me get rid of a window here. There we go. Um, but am I going to tell you right, right away? No, I'm not. I'm going to keep you in suspense and let the room fill up a little bit. But in the meanwhile, let's say hello to the folks we've got here. We've got, whoa, go back to the top of the list there. Uh, let's see, where is the top of the list? Wow, you guys have been very chatty pre-show today. Hello, let's see, Carl Wurzbach, Jesse J. Peck, uh, Akira Canyon, Ewart Williams, Andre Stepanian, um, all you guys talking there, Marty Fancher, Nancy Kalel, uh, scrolling down to where other people joined us, Deborah Davis, Brad Gray, Cheryl Mitchell, Ewart Williams, Merlin Sharp, Brad Gray, I don't know if I said hello to you or not, short memory. Um, NMN Sound, hello, how are you? Marianne Laird, Dean Turner, Lamar Pecorino. Oh no, I feel a sneeze, I just had a sneezing fit about a minute before I went live. Peter Boynton, uh, Joseph Alonzo, uh, Vincent Nicol Nicotina. Hey Vince, where you been, buddy? Scott Gordon. Michael Bruce Miller, Sam Morrison. All right, anyway, um, let me get down to the bottom of the chat there. There we go. Um, a decision has been made, and I'll announce it in a couple minutes. Going to let the room fill up a little bit. Uh, I hope all of you who are dads or who have a dad um, enjoyed Father's Day yesterday. I did. Uh, went to a barbecue at a friend's house, uh, my wife is still out of town. A couple of my kids live overseas. Uh, one of them lives in Orlando and another one lives here. So we all got together. The one that lives here um, and her husband and our grandkids got together with some close friends of ours, had a really nice day. Great food, little bit warm out. Today, much cooler here in Los Angeles. Thank goodness for that. It was a pretty toasty week last week. Um, so, yeah, the road rally. Uh, I, I spent a couple of hours this weekend jotting down ideas for panelists and stuff. We had a really productive uh, quarantine happy hour. When was it? Last Thursday. Uh, and people made a bunch of great suggestions as to panels and topics and such. And I wrote down some of the ones that I think were most feasible. Obviously, the hard part uh, every year is not repeating the same stuff over and over and over again. Um, and the tough part about that is every year, some portion of the audience um, is new to taxi or new to a road rally. So they haven't heard stuff. So we can't do only panels or interviews or classes for experienced members, but we can't do them only for new members. So striking a balance every year is the hard part for me. Um, but hopefully today, uh, after I announce if this one is going to be live uh, in person or virtual, um, then we'll move on to 
batting around some more of those ideas. Uh, maybe I'll rehash some of the ones from last Thursday and then we'll move forward and do more today because I'm really determined this year um, to come up with some new stuff and I really want it to be inspired by what it is you guys want to learn. So there you go. Hello, Rolf Shield from Germany. How are you? Good to see you here. Uh, Michael Baldwin. Hello. <laughs> I love Michael Baldwin. He sits next to me every year uh, at the Road Rally in the Grand Ballroom and takes notes for me uh, and does a really good job of it. And it's uh, he's kind of like my, um, I don't know, my comfort blanket or something. I don't know. There's something comforting about having that same person, him, next to me every year. It's, uh, it's a nice friendship we've developed sitting next to each other. Um, all right. So, let's see, how many minutes in are we? We're five minutes in. I think it's about time. Uh, actually, let's see, let's take a little vote. I wanna see what you guys think. Um, those of you who think this year's Road Rally will be live in person in Los Angeles, type in a plus one. Those of you who think it will be virtual, type in plus two. I'm just curious. Oh, you want a drum roll? No, I'm saving the drum roll. Wow, it's like all the people who think it's going to be live came out of the gate early. I'd say it's a pretty mixed bag. A lot of voting going on today. Mary and Laird wants both. I can't play the Jeopardy theme. I'd have to, we'd probably get blocked. We have a problem from last year's road rally, the virtual one. Um, I talked to Robin Frederick pretty extensively before the road rally, and she said she'd never had a problem using big songs as references before. Well, lo and behold, uh, we just found out about two weeks ago that for those of you who can see last year's road rally, people who have a current membership and can see the archive, which you can um, click a link which shows up in your member profile, by the way, to watch those. Um, we did each day as one long continuous stream so that we didn't have technical issues with stopping and starting streams, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we did it like an eight hour broadcast day, like a TV network would do. And then we posted all the links to the various start and just start points on the day. Well, lo and behold, uh, we got blocked the entirety of day number two got blocked because Robin Frederick used some uh, references that she'd used before and had no problem with. Well, we didn't have a problem, or YouTube didn't have a problem with us using them for quite some period of time. And uh, all of a sudden, boom. So we had to go in and uh, tonight, Bria is editing the entirety of day two, taking out the Robin Frederick part and then re-uploading it to YouTube. The bummer is that we lose the chat on the whole day. So that's kind of a bummer, but not a major catastrophe. But will I be allowing Robin Frederick to use uh, hit songs this year? I will not. Um, okay, so ready for the big announcement?
Ladies and gentlemen, this year's Taxi Road Rally will be virtual. <laughs> All the people who wanted to come are like, wham, wham, wham. Let's see, do I have a wham, wham, wham? There we go. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really hard to uh, make a decision. But in the end, it wasn't even us making the decision, really. It was the fact that uh, there are countries still. Um, you can't come to the U.S. from Canada. You can't come to the U.S. from Australia. Um, so <laughs> Kyle Sutton <laughs> gives a big fat ugh. I'm sorry, you guys. I really am. Um, it, it was now. It wasn't a hotel, really, I and mean, we talked about it for quite a while the other day with the hotel. Had a great meeting with them. They were being extremely accommodating, and, and frankly, we all went into the meeting with, "How can we make this work?" And so the travel restrictions were the most obvious problem. Other problems that we had were that there's no way that taxi could accurately police people that have been vaccinated and people who have not. And the rule of thumb um, in other events, not just other convention type things, but events period, is that they're asking people to use the honor system, which tells me that some people won't be honorable. Uh, which also tells me maybe the people in charge aren't as worried about COVID as they have been or something. I don't know. But the fact that all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's cool. Use the honor system. I don't know. I find that um, a little disconcerting somehow. So we had the fact that people can't come here from, uh, from Canada, from Canada and Australia. And we get pretty big turnouts from both of those countries. Um, the hotel agreed that they would have other people coming in uh, that aren't taxi members, not for the road rally, and they could easily walk into the hotel um, and then decide to come downstairs after checking in and get a martini in the bar and be mingling with our members. And we don't know, you know, uh, even if we were to check vaccination cards, which I, I'm not a fan of doing that. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be like the, the vax police or something. Um, and, and frankly, I don't think my staff could do it. We, you know, we talked about doing it at check-in, but people are already selling bootleg Vax cards online. Um, they're coming out with a digital version here in LA. And I read somewhere over the weekend that they're already bootlegging the digital versions um, that people put on their phone. You know, you go to a restaurant that wants to know that you've been vaccinated, you hold up your phone, they go, yep, fine. And the person, you know, checking you in at the restaurant they're they're not a medical expert they're not the police they're not um a doctor or whatever and and they're looking at this thing going yeah it looks good to me well you know those can be bootlegged too you can do a, a photoshop version throw it on your phone what are they going to do so that was a big part of it was the fact that other people could potentially come in and infect members uh, or attendees to the road rally, we would have no way to enforce um, people that want to come and, and we wouldn't keep them out to say, I'm sorry, you've not been vaccinated, therefore you can't come to our event. So if you have unvaccinated participants and then people potentially probably unvaccinated coming from other countries that or people that have fudged their vax cards or whatever, um, have somebody show up infected, problems. So all parties involved agreed that it was we're so close 
And the, the saddest part of this whole decision was the fact that we really do know in our gut that probably by October, November, a lot of these issues probably won't be issues anymore, but we don't know that for a fact. And so we couldn't, uh, we, you know, we talked about could we just start planning now, but what happens, uh, planning for a, a live in-person rally, but what happens if we get to October, November, and those things that we think are going to happen don't, we couldn't punt and, and do a virtual rally at that point. We would literally have to change up everything and just can't do that in like a week or two weeks. Um, also had some panelists that uh, were not fans uh, of doing a live in-person rally yet. And the one thing a lot of people kept saying was next year, 2022. I'm almost there with my comfort level now, but not quite. And I, I think that for the panelists that said that they didn't want to come and do a, a live one, they were really afraid of what happens at, at the end of virtually every panel. They walk off the stage, they get approached by a lot of people, usually a gaggle of anywhere between like 10 and 50 people will gather around them. Um, then they go out into the hallway in the concourse outside of the ballroom and they kind of get people tagging along with them and gaggling around them. Um, I don't, think that was the proper word the gag use of the word gaggle but you know I got away with it um and then you know if they go to a restaurant people are walking up hey I'd just like to say thank you for what you said on that panel or they go to the bar at night the bar and I've got to tell you that the bar situation and the eat and greet luncheons were two really big considerations I don't think anybody would disagree with the fact that um People go to a bar. They get loopy. That's why they go to a bar. <laughs> they want to get loopy. They want to meet industry people. They want to meet their fellow members. They want to uh, meet collaborators. And they're speaking rather loudly and spittles coming out of their mouth. I know because I've had to go up to my room and wash spittle off my face uh, many times during the many, many years we've been doing the road rally. So that was a problem. And then the luncheon we put 300 people at um, actually 330 people at 30 tables rounds of 10 where we put 11th person in there who's an in industry mentor and the people are shoulder to shoulder the room is packed it's a decent size the second ballroom uh in the hotel and it would hold 500 people if they were seated just like regular theater seating rows of chairs um, and it holds 300 people pretty comfortably, but a little packed uh, when we do the rounds of 10. And it was just, we couldn't do that. Um, and frankly, the hotel, the way the hotel makes their money so that they, we get away with not paying by the day for the ballroom and about 10 classrooms on the second floor is the hotel makes money on the sleeping rooms and they make money on the lunches served at the luncheon. Taxi doesn't make a penny on those lunches. If they're like 35, 36, 37 dollars, whatever they are per meal, we don't make a, literally not a penny on those. That's all passed through right to the hotel so that they can have a profit center and therefore they counterbalance that with what they would normally charge to rent the ballroom and the classrooms and it all works out. So I'm sad to say, because we were actually, on one hand, I was a little afraid of getting back into the swing of things and doing a live one. On the other hand, 
Um, it's just such a great crowd of people. We love all being together at the road rally. My favorite part of the road rally, honestly, and I think I'm the only person that can really enjoy it the way I do, is watching my staff do a great job and watching how happy the members are to be there and how many deals get made and relationships get started, relationships and friendships that last a lifetime. Um, so as much as I felt like we pulled off a pretty solid virtual road rally last year, um, it wasn't the same as me standing back as kind of a proud dad watching the whole thing from a perspective that nobody else can and being very proud of it and very satisfied that, uh, self-satisfied probably, <laughs> uh, I, that didn't come out exactly right, but proud dad, you know, just watching the whole thing go really, really well, seeing how happy people are, seeing how well my staff handles a million little problems that are thrown at them, some bigger problems as well. Uh, even the sound guys, which I, I've got to call them when I finish the show today and let them know. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it breaks my heart. We love our sound crew. We love working with those guys. I never thought in a million years that we wouldn't be back at the West and doing one live this year. But I do feel very confident for 2022, uh, unless there is just some outrageous spike. You know, maybe we find out, oh, look at that, the vaccines didn't work as well as we thought, or whatever you know there's always something that can go wrong and hopefully that is not the case but um, i do feel good about 2022 the hotel feels good about it uh, and and i listen to an inordinate amount of news about it i research stuff online about it all the time i probably know more than i should about many aspects of covid because it's kind of depressing but um so there you go it is going to be virtual this year, but I do promise, and, and I think you guys, I hope you agree that last year's virtual road rally um, went really, really well. And I promise, as I always do, that this year's rally will be better than the one last year. So there you go. Uh, Michael Baldwin, taxi staff update. I don't understand exactly what, what that means. Does that mean like new staffers anybody coming or going um anything like that or you mean as far as the staff coming back in the office by the way um we are coming back fully into the office on tuesday july 6th which is the day right after the fourth of july holiday weekend here in the states um <laughs> i'm making andre suffer more by telling him how great it is in person i'm sorry andre <laughs> Uh, believe me, it's like there's a real like sense of like mourning almost, you know, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Um, you know, on you know, one hand, we would love to do it in person. There's so many reasons that we want to do it in person. Uh, I've got to say I am a little excited kind of by the fact that doing it virtually again Last year, myself, uh, Greg, who was our technical director um, and, and sat across from me, we're actually going to go back to my house and, and broadcast from there again, um, just because the space worked out really, really well. We don't have any ringing telephones in the background, that kind of stuff. Um, and I felt that Greg did an excellent job. I think Bria did a fantastic job last year being my right arm and just helping prep so much stuff for that. The three of us worked well, so well together that 
this year is even going to be easier because now Bria and I understand Greg's world. We know what to expect. He knows exactly what to expect because <clears throat> in many regards, the rally will be the same except for the content. But as far as, you know, the approximate, approximate number of sponsors, um, the approximate number of panels and interviews, all that stuff, um, fairly templated, just different content, different people, different topics. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, Michael, in answer to your question about the staff, um, everybody's great. Um, I don't think anybody on the staff uh, caught COVID. I think everybody, several of the staff members have been here for months now. Um, the member services team who answer the phones, we've had them in the office for several months sitting minimally like 40 50 feet away from each other matt is down at the other end of the office he's got to be like 60 or 70 feet away um and liz and let's see it's just well angel comes in sometimes to do payroll and stuff um randy randy who's a female um has been at the front desk and she and liz are probably eh, 40 feet away so they were comfortable. It was, you know, I mean, I asked them if they felt comfortable coming back and they said yes, and they've been great. And I really, really appreciate the fact that they've been here because we couldn't train Randy remotely for the member services stuff. Um, and, uh, and Matt, um, I think, was anxious to get out of wherever it was that he was living, get, you know, have eight hours a day out of the house. I think that may have been the case for Liz as well. They all get along great. So anyway, there you go. They were, uh, they held down the fort on the member services side, and I really, really appreciate that. So as I mentioned, July 6th, the entire staff comes back. I've been back in the office now for, I don't know, a month, I think. Uh, I'm here pretty much all day every day sometimes even on weekends and um july 6th everybody's back so let's talk now um i'm gonna reiterate some of the stuff that you guys that those of you who attended uh the quarantini on thursday mentioned um, by the way, we're over 18,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel now. So if you'd like to, I think it was 18,024 people before I went live today. If you'd like to make it 18,025 and you've not already subscribed to the channel, it's free, it's easy, and it's not a pain in your butt. Just hit the red button and that way you get notifications when we go live. Um, 18,000 subscribers. So uh things that were suggested last week that i wrote down liz also made a list stay focused write more um taxi members who are successful organize their workflows how do they do it what do they do broadcast quality which we've talked about a lot of this stuff this is a great example of something we've talked about at infinitum for many many years taxi tvs about it panels at the road rally about it but every year there's a new crop of people that want to know what the hell is broadcast quality? Um, collaboration and co-writing. That's a topic we've covered before, but it came up the other day and there seemed to be a lot of support of it. Uh, dealing with rejection. Um, Dean Crepain, who I think I just saw in the chat room, Dean did a great thing the other day. Uh, not the other day, like uh, 2018 or 2019 Road Rally. Um, I've got a friend who is actually a very accomplished musician here in Los Angeles 
who's been to at least two road rallies. He's also a working psychologist, practicing psychologist, and uh, I could see if he can join us this year to talk about rejection. Um, adding retro to contemporary. So how do you take something, you know, where do you draw the line? How much retro salt and pepper do you put on a contemporary track where it's pretty obviously retro, but at the same time, it's obviously still contemporary versus making something just sound dated. So that's an interesting topic. Um, how to keep tracks minimal and tight. And I think by tight, uh, you know, not a lot of extraneous stuff. Uh, I would like to get Pat Pattison uh, to join us to do a lyric thing this year. Uh, he, he wasn't part of last year's virtual road rally, but he is one of the great um, experts on, on lyric craft out there. Um, frankly, I read his book on lyrics probably in the early to mid 90s, and I, it, it gave me a headache. It, you have to read every page twice. It's a hard book to get through, but it's so worth reading every page twice because every word is, it's like gold. Uh, the book is incredibly, incredibly good. Um, so hopefully I can get Pat to join us again. Um, working under time pressure effectively, that's a great topic. How to know when your track is finished. I think there are a lot of people that would love to know the answer to that. Um, here's one that I put a big star next to, which is social media with my friend Ariel Hyatt, who is arguably the number one most experienced and expert person on social media for musicians. She's got a new book that I believe just came out. Um, I would love to get her back. Uh, I had her, her and Derek Sivers on a panel years ago at the Road Rally, and I remember the whole time thinking, God, I wish I could go for like three hours with these guys. Um, Brenton Hund, who is vice general counsel, uh, that means he's an attorney, like big attorney at um, Warner Media. Um, he and I spent I don't know, a couple hours uh, on a video chat last week at some point. I can't remember when. Anyway, it was last week and uh, really, really smart guy, musician. He's got a home studio. Um, but he understands the, the future of the music industry as, as uh, it relates to licensing. Um, from a network perspective, Warner Media owns CNN and a bunch of other big properties. And, and I was just sitting there going, I've never heard this information before. Usually the information we get is, well, you need to register your copyright and you need to make sure that you've got a PRO and you should check out sound exchange kind of the usual stuff over and over but his perspective is you know the twenty thousand foot view from the corporate level which actually filters down to how you guys are, are treated or affected by this and how you earn money so being that he's also a musician and totally gets your your world i think that i can turn that into an incredibly good interview he's just a, a smart good guy to talk to anyway um, stinger, stinger endings, button endings, and edit points. Maybe we that one got a medium-sized star. Um, how to read and interpret taxi listings. Maybe I will put together. I think I've covered this in bits and pieces before. I know I've done an, 
on Taxi TV. We've also um, covered it on some panels. I don't know that we had a dedicated a panel dedicated solely that at the Road Rally previously, but I know we've talked about it. But maybe we could have a little roundtable three people. Um, iOS and Android apps for music production. Um, titling tracks for big dollars. Um, ooh, creating reimagined covers for film trailers. I like that one a lot. Um, how to create bios with Dan Kimpel, who Dan is by far my favorite person for writing bios, doing press releases, all that kind of stuff. He's amazingly good at it. Um, EQ and levels. Um, you could go deep on those or you could go rudimentary on those. Frankly, I'll talk to some of my uh, go-to engineering people that are typically involved in classes at the Road Rally um, and, and see what we can figure out for that. Um, play examples of stems. I really like that idea. And that's it. So with all that said, uh, and no further ado, um, more Randon Purcell. Okay, I'm going to put that down. Here I can cross this stuff out. Okay. More Randon Purcell doing what? making MIDI sound more realistic. And just remember um, the audience for the Road Rally, whether it's virtual or in the ballroom at the hotel, we've got people who are acoustic guitar playing or piano playing singer-songwriters that want to write a song, get a cut by an artist on a major label. We've got indie bands, we've got indie artists, we've got people doing stuff for sync, people that would like to do stuff for sync and really don't know very much about it yet and are still kind of at that beginning stage where they think, oh, if I just write a really cool song, people will dig it and want to put it in their movie, which is not really the case. Um, so think macro not micro don't get all granular because you want to know something if you've got an idea for something you want to know please ask yourself this question before you put it in the chat room is do i get the feeling there would be a lot of other people that would want to know this as well because that that's what i'm looking for is i can answer single questions you know and ask yourself is this something that could be a discussion for 60 to 90 minutes um those are the things that I have to think about when I'm booking talent and topics for the road rally. So I'm looking for, is it, does it have broad appeal to many people? Now, obviously, somebody who's going to talk about writing pop songs for the record side of the industry, that's not going to appeal to people who are doing instrumental cues for reality TV. So I know not every single member is going to watch every single panel. They're going to watch what appeals to the path that they're they're on in the industry but that said try and think of stuff that has a pretty broad appeal something that would not have broad appeal would be like and i get i suggestions like this like 
Um, how do I find a good demo studio in Detroit? Um, yeah, not broad appeal. And there's this new thing. It's called Google. All right, uh, let me look for some other. Actually, if I could get you guys um, to put the word panel in all caps before your suggestions, that way I know my eye can scan them as they're flying by. Nancy Khalil has a question. Could you rerun some popular highlights of past years during the 2021? Uh, I won't have time, Nancy. Um, I just won't have time. I mean, frankly, I, I could do a fourth day of virtual road rally. When I went back about 10 days ago to review what we did last year, um, I was a little heartbroken. There were so many things that I wished I could have gotten to. Uh, it's really, really hard. And this happens every friggin' year for the road rally is it takes a long time to come up with the panel ideas, get people lined up that can do it. It was a little easier booking them virtually than it is to get them to come to the hotel or come to town if they're not local. Um, the hard part, oh, I totally lost my train of thought there. Um, anyway, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't get to. Oh, so yeah, right when I get all my stuff decided, which is usually about five weeks, maybe four weeks, sometimes even like three or three and a half weeks out from the road rally, and I'm ready to announce the whole schedule for the entire weekend, all of a sudden I will get hit, and I'm not exaggerating this, with somewhere between 25 and probably 50 or 60 emails from people saying, oh, by the way, uh, I would love to be involved with your road rally. And some of these people are like really great people, brand name people that have great ideas for stuff they want to do. But at that point, I've already booked people and I can't reach out to the other people and say, I got somebody that's got a better idea for a panel than what I'm going to do with you. So that's tough. Um, excuse me, I just burped into the microphone. That's because I'm a classy dude. Um, panel, Michael Bruce Miller said, I'd like to suggest more advertising about pre-rally events. I missed much of it because I was a new member and wasn't expecting it. Honestly, Michael, we put it in every single email. We've got banners that go in every email. It's on your member profile page when you log in. There's, you know, click here to learn more about the road rally. We talk about it endlessly on Taxi TV. We talk about it endlessly on the Quarantinis. We literally couldn't do any more promotion um, without being just like sickening about it. And frankly, we're practically sickening about it as it is. So that tells me, and you're getting a finger wag for this, that you're probably not opening your emails often enough or logging into your account, but we really do a lot of promotion for it. Um, Jim Little wants to know how a panel how to forge vaccine papers. It's easy. Um, not that I'm encouraging anybody to do it because you don't want to screw around with people's health, but people are, are just um, scanning it and then photoshopping in their own name. It's that simple. Uh, A&R for major labels. I can't read what that says. My eyes are a little blurry. W, uh, Warner Music. Uh, here, I need to scoot this over. Um, 
Warner Music Group especially, what they look for when signing artists. Okay, so that tells me, Maveen, that you would love to be signed to Warner. And I mean, just so you know, I've already reached out to a guy who's basically head of A&R, um, Fair statement. Pretty pretty much head of A&R for the entire Warner Music Group. Um, it's somebody, we have friends in common. He and I have never met. Um, I don't think he has a clue about the road rally. I think there's about a 30% chance of, of getting him to participate. So that is on my radar. I appreciate the, uh, I, I find it funny that you're, you're specifically interested in Warner uh, Music. Um, anyway. That's all, well on my radar already. Um, creating music for the world of advertising and how it's different from film and TV. Um, hey, Smudgy. Um, I actually did that last year. Uh, I did it with a great guy. Um, the guy who was head of music for advertising at what I'm pretty sure is the world's largest ad agency group. And he's been a friend of mine for 10, 15 years. I've never asked him to do a rally before and last year because we were virtual. He did it. His um, his internet connection was just god awful. Um, but the interview came out really well. He, he The guy knows his stuff like the back of his hand. I mean, he's a legitimate world-class expert and the nicest, most accessible guy. I don't mean accessible like reach out to him and say, hey, can I send you my music? Um, I have to think long and hard before I use up that favor. And I know him well enough that if I... If I were going to New York and, you know, like um, wanted to go to somebody's house for a great family style Italian, you know, like meat pasta and meatball dinner, I could call him up and invite myself probably. I, you know, we know each other, but um, I don't shoot that bullet very often calling up and going, dude, can I ask you for a favor? Um, that's why people like me so incredibly much. <laughs> I'm joking. It's because I don't ask for favors very often. Um, but I'll put it down. Um, and remember, the year before, we had uh, Rob Shirelli and the Highfields talking about music. You know, they're the Highfields have that indie band sound that all the ad agencies love and want. Um, and that's what they're great at. Rob Shirelli is their partner in the company, and they've done really, really, really well. They've gotten a lot of really choice placements for big bucks. Um, so two years in a row, in the 2019 rally and the 2020 rally, I've covered advertising already. This is the conundrum I'm up against. Well, how many taxi members watched last year's rally? Without looking at the numbers right now, I can tell you that it's roughly a third of all members. So it was entirely free. Nobody had to get up off their butt, fly to Los Angeles. Nobody had to spend a penny on a hotel. Nobody had to spend a penny on an air, airplane ticket or meals or anything. And all they had to do was watch the Taxi Road Rally rather than watching, you know, The Bachelor. And yet, Two-thirds of our members didn't do that. Isn't that sad? I know it's a pain in the butt to make that kind of commitment. Wow, I'm going to sit down and take in 24 hours worth of content. Um, not to mention the fact that I had probably about four hours a day leading up to that for, I don't even know how many days this year, um, doing the rally prequels. So 24 hours, probably like 40 hours 
of really good content, and it's amazing to me how many people don't watch it. Anyway, um, okay, time to scroll, advertising music. The Art of Doing a Rap Tune. Um, honestly, really, 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 I've got to say, if you want to learn rap, listen to a lot of rap. Ken Messford, listen to all of it. Thank you, Ken. That is why I love you, buddy. Um, how do you tell somebody? Yeah, you could say, you know, here's how you take a beat and modify it so it's fresh and original. Um, and current trend is, you know, word flow goes like this, and the drum sounds, you know, it's like take an 808 and then layer it with three other things. It's what is true today won't be true in three months. You're so much better off just listening to a lot of rap, and you'll figure it out. And not to mention the fact there are a ton of tutorials on YouTube about it. All right. Um, watch a songwriter write lyrics as they explain the process. Wow. Um, I mean, I had somebody, you know what? Um, lyric writing process. I actually know somebody that could do that really well. Um, Steve, Steve Seskin. We actually had years ago, probably 15 years ago or more at the Road Rally, had Steve Seskin, who's written some hits um, in the country market, probably the pop market as well. He's a great guy, great songwriter, really good teacher, which matters a lot when you're on stage at the Road Rally. I mean, I, I've had some people up there that I was just dying on the inside while I was moderating, even though they were a big name. They weren't great on a stage or they didn't have great teaching chops. And I felt like they, they failed me, but they were a big brand name. Um, anyway, Steve Seskin got up there and actually co-wrote with a taxi member. We did a 90-minute live co-write on stage. That was interesting. Um, Dave Kropp. Uh, yeah, he. I, somebody sent me a link to a video. Dave is a teacher at, um, at Full Sail in Orlando, um, and he's a taxi member, and... I remember speaking to him on the phone two or three years ago. I think there might have been a little issue that he had. I think. I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, we we got along fine on the phone. Maybe I've got him confused with somebody else. But I do remember having his good feeling about Dave. And then like three, four months ago, somebody sent me a link and said, by the way, um, he's been doing a series of uh, webisodes or whatever. And he talked about taxi. You should check this out. And I loved what he talked about. He uh, and I've included it in some mailers that I've sent out. Dave talked about, don't look at Taxi as, I'm pitching my stuff and I want to get a deal today. Look at Taxi as the garden of relationships that are started and grow and grow over time and last for the long term. Uh, think of Taxi as your place to harvest relationships, not to get a deal today. 
And I thought that was a really, really good video that he did. Um, so let me put him on the list. And now you guys are seeing my problem, which is we've probably had four suggestions already that are, are doable and desirable. It's really tough to whittle it down to like four a day, five a day. Um, have the one-to-one -one mentor trial. I know it's a... Uh, I seriously doubt it. Um, the technical, you know, the reason last year's rally went so well, and I was very flattered. Somebody who's a pretty big deal in the um, in the business of putting on conventions <clears throat> said to me, "By the way, are you aware that the Taxi Road Rally is considered by everybody to be the gold standard? That the rally is what everybody else was looking at." Um, to develop and plan their own virtual conferences. So I was extremely flattered by that. Um, and it made me feel really good that all the thought and hard work and planning that we put into it paid off. And then everybody else just got to copy it, which is always the case here. Anyway, um, I don't think we can do one-to-ones. I really don't. Um, we would have at least 10 to 25 people being the mentors. And therefore, we would have issues with people not showing up on time for their mentor session, people not having good bandwidth. Oh, I didn't know that I needed to download this software. I needed to connect here. Oh, it's time for my thing to start. What do I do again? We're going to be so busy running the road rally that we can't babysit people like we do on the ground at the road rally, it's different. We've got staff members assigned to all the different positions. So if we have people asking dopey questions, the, those get answered and the problems get solved because we've got them. Um, doing it virtually and having you know mentors uh, ostensibly all over the country, um, certainly Nashville, LA, New York, and another place or two, I'm sure, Colorado, somewhere else. Um, and then having people from all different time zones all over the world wanting to do these one-to-ones, just that would be a meltdown. Um, I'm sorry to say. Shirelli doing a clinic on the basic usage of plugins, compression, reverb. Honestly, Martin, there are a million of those already on YouTube. And I kind of hate to ask somebody who's a multi-Grammy winner with 100 gold and platinum records on his wall, can you show us what an EQ, how the EQ curve sounds when you turn the knobs? Or can you show us, you know, what a lower threshold does to compression or a 5 to 1 ratio versus a 3 to 1? That is all basic stuff. And I'm not saying that it's not valuable stuff to learn. I appreciate that aspect of what you're bringing up. It's just he's not the right guy to teach that and quite frankly it's all over the internet already i want to put stuff in the road rally that you can't really find easily elsewhere that's what makes it special um i know marion says i can't imagine having access to virtual road rally and not taking advantage of it <clears throat> merlin sharp says panel on the art of ara uh i have no idea what ara is there's an acronym I do not know. The Art of Ara. What is Ara? Um, I need to catch up with you guys. 
Wow, I'm way behind you guys. Spring Lavelle watched all of it. Thank you. She made her schedule like she was in L.A. Yeah, duh. Yeah, just take the days off work. Um, I haven't found my short list, Heidi, for renaming the quarantine yet. I was looking for it about an hour and 15 minutes ago, or an hour and 15 before I started the show. I actually had a little break, um, and I was looking for that. ARA is some technical stuff about linking plugins to DAWs. Uh, so the question was, panel about where to go. It's gone already. Ronan, I will definitely have Ronan come back. Um, yeah, I need to know more about ARAs before I could um, give you an answer on that. Have I tried the master, uh, the Abbey Road mastering chain? No, I know a couple of friends of mine that have used it and liked it. Um, Darren Moss is in the house. Darren, I was thinking about you a couple hours before the show today. Good to see you. Il Rosso says ARA is not a good panel. See, one man's sugar is another man's spice. <laughs> Um, Hookman. Hookman actually reached out to me two weeks ago and said, um, asked if he could write with a couple of taxi members. I was excited to hear about that. Loudness explained. It's easy to turn up the knob to 11, dude. <laughs> Ronan doing anything about anything. I also have to be careful. I can't have the same, you know, like 50 people come back every friggin' year. Um, is that spring? Is that the Shiarellis? Shiahellis? One man shares another man's arsenic. There you go. Thank you, Henry. I did have a great Father's Day. I hope you did as well. Richard just heard the decision, thinks it's a great idea. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, it was tough. You know, in our hearts, we really wanted to do it live. And like I said at the top of the show, I really think that come close to rally time, barring any unforeseen, unexpected disasters like giant spikes in COVID or something, I'll bet that I'm going to be kicking myself in the butt in the few short weeks leading right up to the rally going, damn, we could have done it live. 
but there were just there were too many variables that as of right now we couldn't get past them so i couldn't plan on doing it live and then going oh crap we've got to change it to virtual two or three weeks out couldn't do that um trailers um how would you guys like uh we've got a really good trailer company that's got one of their um people that reaches out to us looking for trailer music do you want a, a trailer expert uh, one of the things i would love to do a thing on reimagined songs for trailers the problem is is that uh, if we play those songs, we could get the, the entire eight hour day blocked again because of a copyright issue. Um, trailers, I'll figure out something to do about trailers. And I don't want it to all be about composing for trailers because so many trailers aren't big composed orchestral pieces anymore. Um, studio tips to make your stuff sound current uh, I would love to do that it's a, it's a rampant problem with people you know I've said this a thousand times people get locked into the era in which they fall in love with music or start making music and they oftentimes don't progress past that because it's what's absorbed in their musical DNA so that's what they regurgitate back out. Therefore, their stuff sounds really good. We, if I had a nickel, literally a nickel for every time in the 29 years Taxi's been around where we say that could have been a hit in 1995 or that could have been a hit in 1987. We hear great stuff. It's just not for today. And people, get members get really pissed off. It's like my family and friends all say it sounds like a hit. Yeah, well, they're all 62 and it would have been a hit back in the day for them if you walked it into anybody at a label today and say there you go they would go like yeah there you go there's the door um i il rosso thank you you and i are on the same wavelength um um i didn't bring that up now because i didn't want to confuse things but now that you brought it up i will which is stuff where i have a potential problem with copyright blocking I will probably do some of those in the prequels prior to the actual road rally. Reason being that those are one-offs. They're not all interconnected in one long eight-hour stream. So if something blows up and I got to block it or mute it or take it down, um, so be it. Anybody didn't see the live thing, you're SOL. But thank you, Il Rosso. That was good thinking on your part, and I plan on that. Um, A panel on audio production and sound engineering. We, that's a great example, Merlin, of something that we do it all the time. Go look at the prequels for last year's Road Rally um, and you'll see stuff. You can find them by going to the very channel you're on watching this show. And there will be, um, the prequels can be seen by anybody in the world. They're all up on our YouTube channel. Only current taxi members can access um, click through to the actual panels from the road rally last year. Um, 
proper etiquette for talking to libraries. Yeah, don't say the F word in front of their name. <laughs> um, library etiquette. Or as I like to say, etiquette. Can't spell etiquette for to save my life. Um, ooh, I didn't want to open that. I, a panel on audio production and sound engineering, Merlin. I, I don't mean to. I'm not trying to put you down, but think about that. Ooh. Do we do like? Audio is measured in units called decibels. I mean, at what level do we do that? And again, that stuff is all out there, all over, um, all over the internet. I mean, there, there's tons of it. And, and frankly, I, I'm a, you know, an accomplished, retired, former professional engineer producer that I learn stuff. Anytime I watch those videos, I'm learning stuff. Um, Ronan is a gifted teacher. He is. He's a good guy. Uh, Steve Barden doing a breakdown. Um, didn't we have Steve Barden doing a breakdown not from what was what's in his brand new book, which Hang on. Uh, I'll be right back. Here is Barden's new book, Deconstructing Music for TV. And you should really be somebody who reads music to buy this book. But just know that even if you don't, if you don't know how to read a chart, have no fear because he does, he's got um, nine different cues in here, shows you a chart, but he also talks you through them. Like it opens with the French horns to suggest a majestic tone. Although the score indicates a standard grouping of four horns in unison, the recording takes advantage of the Cinebase 12 horns patch um, for, to get that big, larger than life sound. So. The book is a really good book, uh, especially in that regard. Um, so yeah, Barden did was it two cues last year on tape, as it were. Um, Jason Bloom on songwriting. I love Jason. We'll probably have him back. Thank you. Uh, again, it's like I can't have the same people doing the same topics year after year after year after year after year. Um, but then again, it's really hard to say, gee, Jason Bloom's a close personal friend of mine. He's an incredibly good teacher. I know he's either going to reach out to me or I'm going to reach out to him. Anything going on for the rally this year? How can I not have Jason Bloom? So, but it's problematic because I've got, you know, a hundred Jason Blooms in my life. Um, it's really hard, really, really, really hard to come up with the panels for the rally.
who is my head screener? Um, she would do anything for me, I think. Um, she's awesome. Um, Angela was our head screener last year. We've got her replacement uh, named Annie, and Annie also equally wonderful. The two of them are kind of like bookends. They're, they're so kind of similar in their ethics and their ability to communicate well and their teaching ability and dealing with irate members, all that stuff. So um, I could have Annie, uh, I could have um, Annie and Angela. Paul Smith likes Annie. Yeah, I already mentioned Pat Patterson uh, earlier in the show, Edmund. How about a panel with vendors looking for trailer music? Um, honestly, they don't like going public. <laughs> they, you know what? Here's the deal is people looking for trailer music, um, they're basically ad agencies for entertainment, um, mostly trailers and TV show promos. Um, they're competing against other trailer houses for those projects. Um, so you could have three, four, five, or six of them all working on stuff at the same time. So they are not going to, um, they're not gonna wanna be very public about maybe what they're working on or saying, well, we really, I really like what you just played me. However, we're looking for something that's more like this because it could tip their hand to their competitors. Um, there are a lot of behind the scenes issues I deal with when booking panelists and coming up with ideas for panels for the rally where um, copyright issues that we've had to deal with, a lot of non-disclosure issues. I, you wouldn't believe sometimes that we have to go through, for instance, here's maybe the best example. Um, uh, Laurel Ostrander, the video editor, who's such an amazing teacher. Seriously, I could have Laurel Ostrander back every friggin' year. I can't use her for a virtual road rally. It was hard enough getting clearance to have her use snippets from the TV shows in the ballroom. Uh, yeah, that's intellectual property. And, and, you know, what's to say somebody couldn't hold up a camera and videotape what's going on on the big screen in the ballroom and then do something crazy with it? People do crazy stuff all the time. Um, so getting clearance for her to use those segments of shows, even though they're shows that have aired, uh, but this is having them without music and in a somewhat maybe uh, less refined edit sometimes. Um, they just don't want that stuff floating around. They were kind of okay with us doing it in the ballroom and then having the, the music also get used in the ballroom actual library music from an actual library and we can't do that online um so there you go uh, will dairyberries in the house it's nice i'm seeing some names uh Will Dairyberry, no, it's going to be virtual, but you'd have to go back and watch the first 10 minutes to find out all the reasons why. Um, 
panel, how to read the intended use of the listing and what the editors will be looking for. Uh, for example, add music needs cutdowns, underscore, cues needs something else. Um, I don't really, I, I kind of understand, but I don't understand it enough. Alan, if you could write up like a paragraph about that um, and be a little more um, forth, excuse me, a little more forthcoming and send it to uh, taxi TV at taxi.com. Uh, I will be happy to take a look at the longer explanation. Panel, using historical copyright free, the tricks and the rules. I think that would be pretty niche. Yeah, we wanted to meet all, you know, we've got a large club of people that are like this extended taxi family and there are a lot of people that I've gotten to know really well during the quarantine that we would have loved to have been in person, but too many problems though. We are on track for 2022. Barring anything disastrous, I feel like 95% sure or greater that we will have a live road rally in 2022. And by the way, just to let you know, to give you some level of comfort, have I signed the contract for 2022? Why, yes, I have. Actually, it's getting a couple minor revisions, but I will be signing it um, any minute. Literally, like, could be tomorrow. Um, an interview with indie labels. How many people would like me to interview a couple indie label A&R people? Um, give me a plus one if you like the indie label A&R people. I'm frankly a little surprised. Hey, Janet Snare, how are you? Good to see you. Well, good to see your name anyway. <laughs> All right, um, I'm putting a star by that one. Indie label A&R Weasels. Yeah, last year uh, I had on a gentleman who is an indie film producer um, that has also acted as the de facto music supervisor on films, and his brother's like long-term serious relationship girlfriend uh, is a pretty big music supervisor that I've known for ten years or more, and. Uh, um, she actually referred him to Taxi to find music, and he's now, I think, run listings for three movies that he's produced and uh, loves Taxi. Literally could not love it anymore and has been um, really, really good at um, making us, uh, educating us about the indie film world. So uh, I'm glad he's getting back out there making more films right now because COVID tied him down. But anyway, I had him... Um, last year 
and, and thought he was a great panelist. As a matter of fact, I just got the transcript of that interview, and we're running it in the Taxi A&R Insider in the newsletter, which nobody reads, and uh, as well as Recording Magazine. Interview with people who run direct-to-music supervisor listings with Taxi. Um, I've had some of them. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, here's the thing. If I put out, uh, if I put a guy like that, Darren, on, on camera and say, and he runs, regularly runs listings direct to supervisor, how many people do you think will bombard that man or woman um, with, oh, he takes stuff direct to supervisor. I'm sure he'd love to hear my music. That's part of the problem too. Dean Kataska reads the newsletter. Thank you, Dean. I literally spend one entire weekend out of every single month of the year putting together that newsletter. Uh, and it's like almost all me. It's not entirely me, but the vast majority of it is me. Somebody else does the layout on it, you know, and does all the online stuff. But gathering up the interviews, reaching out to the transcriber, taking the transcriptions, editing them down so that they actually make more sense because sometimes when you take, you know, a, a recording from a panel and look at it in words on paper, you go, what the hell were they talking about? So I have to, there are times I have to call up the panelists and say, what were you talking about here? Make sense of this. Um, rounding up the pictures, uh, getting clearances on stuff sometimes, finding um, the, cool, the best videos to put out that are thematically somehow tied to something we've been working on lately, finding the cool stuff that you guys should know about, whether it's a funny video or, or gear or something, all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, I get very, very um, pissed <laughs> when I think about it, it. It generally takes me somewhere on the order of 12 to 16 hours to put together that newsletter every month, and most people don't read it. How to put some EQ on those yawns and burps? No, nah, I don't think so. Uh, can I interview the direct-to-music supervisor incognito? Just their voice on a phone or in silhouette. How about if I put a grocery bag like the unknown comic? <laughs> um, Darren, uh, give me, send a list of questions. Would Ace Jones Sr. says, how you doing, Michael? Pretty good, thank you. Uh, hope you're doing well as well. Looking forward to 2022. It's awesome in LA. Uh, it's become less awesome over the years, I gotta say. You guys are buffering? Wow. Uh, not on our end. I've got no dropped packets. I'm only using 12% of my CPU and the amount of data going down that wire is in the like 40 mile an hour range, like cruising comfortably. That's weird. Uh, I'm guessing that that is probably a YouTube issue. Very interesting. Uh, all right, more suggestions. Come on, the word panel in all caps.
If a taxi member has been forwarded and gets a placement, where can I find out about the placement to be able to watch it? Um, the best thing to do is go into the forum at forums with an S, uh, forums.taxi.com, um, and look for the forward section, which is the very first thing on the forward, um, on the forum, I mean, and people will oftentimes post a link so you can actually see the video where their music was placed. Um, musician's friend too. Uh, just logging in, so by comments and chat, right, it's gonna be virtual one more time and watch the first 10 minutes of the show to get all the reasons why it's gonna be virtual. We really wanted to do it live, but just couldn't do it. Uh, what are the top 10 genres and what are some golden tips for them? Uh, that was a little too vague. Uh, honestly, and are you talking about instrumentals? Are you talking about songs? And when you say golden tips, yeah. um, Liz, can you find out what the dates are for this year's rally? I think it's, I want to say it's November 1st. Um, in 2022, I don't know because the contract is no longer on my desk, so I don't have the date in front of me. but we do have the dates set. Uh, I just don't know what they are for 2022. <laughs> Panel, have you ever had label reps or artist management on board in search of material for upcoming projects and or movie producers as well? Henry, we, that's all we do. We always have them on board. How to avoid writing music you hate in order to make money? Just don't do it. Okay, 2021 is November 4th through the 7th. I believe it's 2022. Um, I want to say it's like November 1st through the 4th. And that's uh, me remembering what I saw in the contract the other day. Yeah, the panels would be on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, the 4th would typically be uh, registration day if we were doing it live um, in, in L.A. So 5, 6, and 7, November 5, 6, 7. Choosing a sync music lawyer. Um, honestly, if you were to use an attorney every time somebody wanted to place a piece of your music, short of getting your song in a blockbuster movie for like a ten to $25,000 placement, um, the cost of the attorney will be more money than that single placement will generate. 
Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't use attorneys, but if it's like a library deal, ask other members, have you worked with this library before? How has your experience been? Anything I should look out for in a contract, that sort of stuff. But I will tell you that using an attorney at 500 bucks an hour, which is what they cost, um, the chances of getting a piece of instrumental music in an episode of, I don't know, The Bachelor, and having that generate $500, not that great. Um, course on creating sound design for trailers. Okay. How about if I get a trailer editor? from one of the big trailer houses here in town. I just, as I said that, my heart skipped a beat because I know when I get these people and I can get them, that people are gonna reach out and think, it doesn't matter, it's all about me. I want to get my music in a Spider-Man trailer so badly, I'm gonna reach out to that guy. I can't believe he worked on Spider-Man. If he hears my music, he's just gonna go, oh man, we gotta use this on the next Spider-Man 27 trailer. Uh, and it scares me because I, I can't risk blowing these relationships over people doing dopey stuff like that. And I know that it happens. Sound design for trailers. And I can't have, you know, there have been a couple times during a quarantine period where I had music library owners on and they literally wanted to be um, incognito. I gave them the option. They chose being incognito because they just didn't want to get, they were afraid to be forthcoming um, because they felt like it would open up doors to people that would call and go, oh yeah, I, I, this is exactly what I do, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, trailer editor. The process of deciding what they should look for. All right, that's a really good one. Will Matt Vanderbo be part of the Road Rally? Um, very well could be, I love Vanderbo. He's so enthusiastic. Um, he and Chuck Henry are, are really close friends. They met through taxi and they're like brothers. And uh, I'm actually close with both of them as well. Uh, not close enough that they invite me to go on the annual cruise that they go on. But um, they, they called me, reached out to me and said, uh, can we do something together? Because they have a lot of fun when they're together on camera or on stage, they really do. And people enjoy watching that. And they learn a lot. And uh, and they said, do you know, this is like six or eight weeks ago, do you know if the rally is gonna be virtual or in person? I said, we want to be in person, but it could go either way at this point. And uh, so yeah, you know, they, they've kind of invited themselves in a good, healthy way. I can't say no to them, people love them. But again, do I have the same people over and over and over? Uh, how to mix for trailer music. Um, you, not how to mix a trailer, but how to mix your music. So honestly, Will, there is no, 
prescription for that because each trailer is so different. Um, you know, if they're doing something with big, big bombastic, you know, hybrid stuff with taiko drums and everything in it, um, that's different than mixing something that would be gentle, um, introspective acoustic music for a different kind of trailer, which would be different than um, using vintage music or using um, disco from the 80s because the film is from the 80s, all those things. So there, there aren't, you know, a lot of this stuff I can kind of shoot down the idea because the answer is there's nothing you could really concisely teach on a panel that there wouldn't be 10 other things as well. And it's all, it's all contextual. Everything depends on context. Merlin Sharp wants to know, does Doug and David still work a taxi? Um, Doug Minnick hasn't worked here in probably 15 years, but remains a close friend of mine. I talk to him several times a year. Um, I don't know which David you're talking about. Um, we've had a few Davids over the years. Maine is going to hell. That is evil. What? I missed part of a discussion. A deep dive into how is how is forwarded submission was written, recorded, and composed. Um, we've covered so much stuff like that um, over the years. I mean, and and again, you know what? You could watch how here's how my submission was composed. Um, conceived, composed, mixed, all that stuff, and they got forwarded and ended up with a placement. And frankly, you would learn so little from that because every placement is different. It's like saying, you know, what kind of good-looking guy is attractive to that lady over there? Well, that lady is different from that lady and that lady and that lady. Everybody has their own things. Every scenario is different. So I hate to shoot that one down, but it's a little too, like specific and narrow. Um, how to mix for a wide range of media devices. Mixing different devices. And are you talking about mixing records for those devices? Are you talking about mixing um, instrumental cues for reality shows that are going to be watched by people while they commute on their iPhone? And again, there are just so many variables, and context is really important. So I need uh, just mixing for different devices really, really tough to do. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Maybe Ronan for that. If we were to do it. Wow, seven minutes left. Why is Maine going to hell?
Yeah, hit songwriter. Darren, were you in the audience um, when I had the husband and wife? Uh, I, I'm totally drawing a blank on their name. I thought they were an incredibly good uh, interview. And the interviewer asked terrific questions. <laughs> no, they, those people had so much information and such big personalities. They were great. I just can't think of their name right now. Um, current hit songwriter producer. Now you can see why it's very difficult to come up with like four or five of these a day for three days out of all these. Closed panel option. You can, the selections, oops, I think I need to scoot that window over. Closed panel option. You can blank the selections announced at some point during the road. Like, sorry, Henry, I don't understand what the hell you mean. Um, what are we talking about? This Maine factoid thing. What the hell are you guys talking? Are you talking about the state of Maine? Hello, Daryl One Four Three Jazz. Go back to 2010 and 2009, get somebody from those two years. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you guys are talking about. Panel on the top current TV reality shows and what the, the most genres they use. Um, it's not an unfascinating topic. However, all you have to do is just Google top, real top rated reality shows and then watch an episode of each of them and you'll have the answer and you'll be hearing the music. Sergio, how are you, buddy? How to use auto-tune creatively. Oh, you're talking about your new cat. Okay. Write a business plan for your musical career. Boy, I wish every musician in the world would do that.
Good night, David Berube. of successful taxi members share their stories. I've probably done that at more road rallies than not. I personally love doing that panel. How many of you would like me to put up a panel of our most successful members? I hate to keep recycling stuff, but that's one that I believe, you know, with Chuck Henry, Matt Vanderbow, um, half a dozen people. I, I can now actually think of a few dozen people, but there are half dozen that I've had on stage before that are really, I can count on them to be um, forthcoming and entertaining. Uh, give me plus ones if you like, if you guys want me to have. I actually thought about not doing um, a keynote this year, you know, with somebody uh, and, and thought about doing a keynote of just a panel of successful members. Um, I didn't want you guys to think that I took the lazy man's way out, but I got to tell you, oftentimes when I get like the big people, they're not as good as some of the not so big people. Why are we talking about eating kittens? Watch Stephen Baird. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Henry, Stephen Baird, um, Matt Vanderbow, I've had those three guys on Taxi TV a couple of times at least. Um, we've had um, Bob Meddy. Uh, he may not be the highest earning taxi member, but quality guy who does quality, great quality work and gets some really good placements. And he's really good at being organized and giving great tips. Uh, do people not watch these episodes of Taxi TV? The last time that Medi was on and probably the time before that. It's like golden stuff. If you just watch 20 episodes of some of these key episodes of Taxi TV, you'll just be blown away. Successful, and, and you'll, you'll learn more in an hour of a guy like Bob Medi than you will going through multiple semesters of music college. I have no doubt about that. Successful members. So you like the idea of having successful members open the road rally and be, you know, kind of like the inspiration up front. Um, A panel of Nashville demo companies for songwriters. Um, I don't think, honestly, I would love that panel because I have friends that um, are at some of those studios and players that play at them. And I know their world and would like to have more people understand their world. I'm just not sure how many of our members actually do country and go to Nashville to get demos done. I think it would be a pretty small population. 
But yeah, I would personally like that. I just don't know if it's a broad enough topic. Wow. Oh my goodness, we're two minutes over. No, no, no. Matt Hurt from Switzerland. Um, <laughs> I've actually been thinking about reaching out. To, I'm not even sure Matt's still making music. I mean, he got so into photography and he's got like an ongoing income stream forever because he's created so much music. All right. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, on tomorrow's Quarantini, which will take place right here on this channel at 4 p.m., I would like you guys to come prepared with suggestions for keynotes. If we don't go with the idea of a successful member panel as a keynote, who else might you think of? And don't just make it about, you know, like somebody, a, a, somebody that you personally love. Again, you always have to think about the broad universe and spectrum of taxi members, ages, genders, musical genres that they love. Are they a singer songwriter? Do they produce, you know, orchestral tracks? We have such a conglomeration of different types of people that um, what may appeal to you personally may not appeal to a broad spectrum. So please keep that in mind, but I would love some suggestions. Um, and I will see you tomorrow right back here at 4 o'clock. Thank you for joining me today for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye, guys.